As a non-commercial radio station, Ken's FM survives in large part by the generosity of listeners like you, who value public radio and have become a member. Your donation continues to allow us to support local artists and musicians and play the music you want to hear, not what advertisers think we should play. It enables us to broadcast feature story news so you can hear the news, not opinions. Public radio doesn't have an agenda. We're not in the business of pushing our point of view. Our mission is simple. Reflect your interests, not the interests of some corporation. If you believe that having an independent, non-commercial, public radio station in your community is a good idea, become a member now. Find out how by visiting our website at www.kensfm.com. And remember, independence has a cost. And it's as little as $10 a month. And as soon as our... uh our theme song plays is done playing online. Then we'll bring our other co-host on, and it's Scott Hand, the one of the few independent film directors that is actually smart enough to put the icon in his picture, and it's called the Black Tent. And uh, we'll be talking about that as well. But let's see if uh, Scott is there. Are you there, sir? I am. I'm here. All right, uh, we have Scott Hand, uh, and you are on my right, and we have Melissa Martinson on my left. Say hello, Melissa. Say hello, Scott. Hello. Hello. Uh, uh, we'll uh, we'll give everybody a quick little background here. Uh, Scott Hand, like I said, uh, Melissa, he's a independent film director, and he's got a couple great movies out, and uh, uh, actually. Uh, uh, some, I believe, like one is called, uh, what is it, Five Losers or whatever it is? Five Losers on the Line, yep. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that's you my also, first comedy. Uh, that's your first comedy, and uh, you also have a couple others, Lost in the Night, and, uh, mm-hmm. of course, my favorites, uh, well, all your stuff is my favorite, but the one I'm really <laughs> excited about, of course, is The Black Tent when we start filming that, and I believe it's in March. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right, and... Uh, we're just going to have a lot of fun here today. We'll catch everybody up on what everybody is doing. Of course, uh, Matthias is on temporary assignment, and uh, he'll be back with us next week. And uh, as I said, uh, we have uh, Melissa here. She has a music studio, and uh, we're going to be talking to her in the 945 segment. And our first guest coming out of the shoot when she uh, calls in is going to be Alexis Baca. And uh, I do believe, Scott, you know her uh, semi, don't you? Yes, I do. Yeah, she's uh, she actually, like yourself, is cast in the Black Tent. And uh, uh, is there any way that you can arrange some kind of like uh, uh, scene where she has to give me like a big kiss or something? <laughs> uh, I'm sure you can. You never know. You never know. We'll see. Well, actually, you probably wanted to stay on the cast, so probably not. Okay, I got you. <laughs> and, <laughs> And, uh, uh, Melissa, I can give you a little background about how uh, how Scott and I, I met. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was actually a guest on my show, and he was telling me about this project. Uh, I guess, Scott, you can say this project, The Black Tent, is your baby, correct? Yeah, I've been. this has been going for, uh, it's actually, uh, I think we're already on six years now in the development phase of this. Long yeah, time. I've, never spent, I've, I've never spent that kind of time in development on any picture before. 
<laughs> and uh, Melissa, here's what I uh, and I'm not ashamed to admit this because everybody that listens knows this. Uh, I actually had uh, actually had Scott as a guest on our show, and I invited uh, I believe it was eight cast members, and the rule the whole deal was I wanted to be part of this film, and we decided that on that episode we'd have to take a vote. Every cast member would take a vote to either put me in or put me out. And the thing is, I found out that sending checks, blank checks in the mail, uh, go a long way uh, to, uh, the only thing is, the uh, the name on the check was not signed by me. It was signed by another one of my rich relatives uh, who happens to have six figures in his checking account. So I believe, Scott, all those checks did clear. Who would that be, Scott? Well, that would be my father. Oh, okay. That <laughs> you know? <laughs> And uh, uh, my my dad loves me, and he he figured, you know what? If I pay all these people to put him in the film, he might finally move out of my house. And guess what? I went and bought my own. So there you go. So it's, it's working. It's working. <laughs> so what is this film about? I'm not I'm not familiar with what what is the what is the story? Which one are you talking about? The black tent? Yes. Yeah, the, this is a carnival movie, and uh, the visual effect I'm going for is going to be a Tim Burton look, so it's going to be German Expressionism. Um, it's oh. basically the story of a magician in a carnival, and he really longs to be a great magician, but then he makes a big mistake, and he ends up conjuring up a man-eating demon and bringing it into society, and uh, the results aren't going to be very pretty. In fact, they're going to be really gory. So that's the story. So high gore level. It's going to be really gory. And and, and the icon is smack dab in the middle of this whole thing. (laughs) You have a large role? Yes, Scott is in there. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's a large role. I don't know if it's a large role, but I know I'll be eating a lot of large rolls during catering. I know that. Because uh, we, we, we had a deal. I said, if you let me in this film, here's what I'll do. I'll come down. I'll carry your bags. Uh, I'll go get your cappuccino. As long as you give me a place to sleep on set and throw me a couple hot dogs in the morning, I'm good to go. And uh, he said, yeah. and then he asked me, do I have any other friends that I could bring with me? And I hooked in Matthias. Uh, and, uh, of course, Matthias doesn't know that we're going to be paid. And I believe it's uh, – um, uh, Chuck E. Cheese tokens. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, that that can get you a, a lot of fun. That that sounds like a a grand time afterwards. Right, and you know the interesting I, thing I is, I, I, Scott. Well, I, it's it's icon. I don't know where the Scott thing comes from, but it's icon right, here on the show. Oh, 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 I got a question for you. Right, go well, ahead. This, I've heard from some of the cast that. Uh, you're you're thinking uh, you want to have a tap dancing scene in this? Is that right? Is that what I've been? That's what I've been being told. You want to tap dance in the film? Is this right? Well, it's not. No, not it's not a tap dancing thing because I might fall in the sink. But uh, <laughs> you know, a, a tap and a sink are the same thing. <laughs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> Uh, no, I uh, basically what I want to do is I want to be noticed, and uh, uh-huh. and I guess the the plan is once this thing uh, 
And I know we're, we're a little ways off of this, but the main thing is we want to try and do a, a, a premiere here at the Fargo Theater. Yes. Yes. Wow. Mm-hmm. That was. And, uh, uh, and like I say, I, I'm, I'm sworn to secrecy. I can't talk, talk about my role or anything, but I know what it is. I know it's going to be a nice, a nice feature. And uh, the thing is, uh, and Melissa, I'm going to throw this out to you now. I'm going to, I'm going to kind of put you on the spot here. Uh, when we do have that premiere here, would you be willing to sit front row and center? Oh, yeah. Maybe before the movie premiere, maybe we can be singing like the national anthem because you do have probably the greatest singing voice in the history of four states. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see when it happens. <laughs> All right. That's awesome. Well, I'll tell you, uh, we're waiting for uh, uh, Lexi to call in, and I think she might be on now. Uh, I, there's one thing i got to talk about here real quick before we bring our guests on. Uh, Facebook has really been upsetting me lately. Can I tell you guys about this real quick? Yep. Sure. Uh, you know, when I, when I promote the show, uh, I send out, uh, you know, like, uh, like I did for you, Melissa, I did the, uh, I did the thing with, uh, your picture in a little collector's card and everything. Yep. And I promoted the thing. Facebook has started to flag those and block those and pull those off of Facebook. Why? Because they're saying it's uh, being deceptive or deceitive uh, in trying to get people to listen to content. Why is that deceptive? I have no idea. Maybe (laughs) you don't see my face on the pictures, do you? No. I mean, if that was, if there's anything deceptive, it would be me putting my picture out there with a whole bunch of makeup to make me look good. And uh, I don't think there's any. Well. Uh, I shouldn't say that. Scott, I'm sure you have makeup on the set that can make me look really, really good, maybe like Elvis or something, you know? Well, we I, have a makeup I, person, so you never know, an assistant. So. There you go. All right, so I do believe that our first guest is waiting in the wings. So here's what we're going to do here real quick. We're going to take a quick little commercial break, and we'll be back after these messages. So stick with us, and uh, stay tuned for our first guest. Here we go for our first commercial break. The new Wood Spring Suites of Fargo, located at 1090 35th Street North at the I-29 and 12th Avenue North Interchange, is an extended stay pet-friendly hotel with kitchenettes in every room, including a stovetop, full-size fridge, and microwave, plus a big 40-inch flat-screen TV with free Wi-Fi. You can book a room at 701-582-1600 or online at www.woodspring.com. Woodspring Suites of Fargo, rated 4.2 by Trust Score. And Woodspring Suites of Fargo is the best place to stay here in Fargo. The reason why I know that is I used to clean the place. I used to run the place. I used to run the front desk. I used to check in guests. And I know that it's the best place. And, uh, Scott, that's probably where we're going to have you stay when you're with us. Uh, okay. But I do believe, if I'm not guess, uh, if I'm not mistaken, let's go ahead and bring her on now. Ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle. She is the most beautiful actress in the world today, and she's going to tell us all about it. And she looks good as Wonder Woman. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Alexis Baca. Thank you. That was the best opening I've had. I love that. Thank you so much. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Here's how we're going to do this. Uh, can I call you Alexi or Alexa or Miss Baca or uh, either, Wonder Woman? Either one. Or, okay, perfect. <laughs> I go by any of those. 
All right, so here's what we're going to do here. Uh, I'm going to ask you a few questions, and then we'll do a roundtable, and then we'll come back to me and I'll ask you the tougher questions. Uh, but first off, give us a little background about yourself. Yeah, so I am, well, now currently I live in Florida, but I was born in California, and out there that's when I started getting into the movie scene and acting and and, and commercials and modeling and now, um, being in Florida, I've just continued, and I, I absolutely love it. It's, it's my passion and my life and what, what I love to do. Well, you know, uh, it's kind of cool. You go from uh, California to a warm climate uh, to Florida to a warmer climate. Uh, like, so basically, uh, where we're at here in Florida, North Dakota, would, uh, would be considered Antarctica to you uh, because, you know, we have four seasons here. We have four seasons, winter flood, road construction, and football. <laughs> I love that. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, so um, I actually, um, I lived in California until I was 10, and then my parents um, moved us to Colorado. So I did um, grow up in Colorado um, so I've experienced the four seasons and the snow and all of that, and I do love the snow. But I, I'm such a I'm such a beach girl now. I love my beach. Well, uh, and uh, is it true that? And I know I should say this with you. I know that you're the best looking model on the beach. Oh, that's very nice. Thank you. That's very sweet of you to say. So, so here's what we're going to do. We're, we're going to talk about a few of your movies, and then we'll uh, we'll introduce yeah. you to my co-host. As a matter of fact, I'll, I'll let you know who my co-hosts are. We have uh, uh, a few people you might know. We have Scott Hand. He's on my left. And uh, we have uh, Melissa Yay. Martinson. She's on my right. Well, uh, left to right on your radio as you're listening. And I'm going to ask you a few questions. Yeah. We'll go to Scott, then we'll go to Melissa, then we'll come back to me. Uh, but first off, I want to ask you a little bit about uh, – there's pictures of you as a Wonder Woman. I'm kind of curious. Uh, what is it like <laughs> dressing up like Wonder Woman? And uh, do you know the cool thing about being Wonder Woman is uh, that most comic book geeks like myself, uh, they're, what their main wish is? Their main wish is to be kidnapped by Wonder Woman, get surrounded by the Golden Lariat, and force us to tell us the truth. That is what our goal, that is what our <laughs> fantasy is. Oh my gosh! So, so I work with a photographer that lives um, here where I live, and he had that costume. And he asked me, he was like, "Hey, I think you would be great. Would you do a photo shoot for me as Wonder Woman?" And I was like, "Yeah, I think that would be awesome." So we did it, and now I just I love those photos. I think they're amazing. So um, I was in a I did a film festival, um, helped it, and. Um, during when I w- when we were doing the ceremony uh, awards, I came out as Wonder Woman. It was it was so much fun. So, and uh, like I said, we're going to talk about a few of your products. Uh, we have Alexis uh, Bach as our guest here on eighty nine point one Kids FM, and we got plenty of time uh, uh, for uh, Miss Baca and before our uh, second guest. Uh, uh, comes on, but uh, let's talk about some of the projects that you've done. And uh, Melissa and Scott, maybe uh, pay attention. Maybe you've heard of them. Uh, she's been in ER. Uh, she was in Jingle All the Way. Uh, she was in uh, um, Hydra in the House. 
Uh, of course, that was a great flick. Uh, she's been in Just My Type, uh, which is actually a movie about uh, my dating life. Uh, we have she was in Pawn Stars Do America. Uh, she was in uh, Love Playlist, uh, God's Will, uh, Ghost Trader, Champion, and uh, Pain Hustler, and probably one of my favorites. She was in Santa with Muscles, and of course, uh, she was in that movie Yay. with uh, Hulk Hogan. So, uh, yeah. of all the uh, of all those projects that you've been involved in, what has been your favorite? You can't say this show because that'd be too easy. Oh, <laughs> you know, I just uh, I love I, don't, I just love being on set. So I love every movie. I mean, it's different. You know, um, oh, that's that's tough. It's so funny. So for Jingle All the Way, I mean, I filmed that when I was five. And I, I can remember everything about that movie. You know, when you think about it, when you were like five or six years old, you know, you can't remember a lot. But for me, I, I remember everything about being on that set. And I filmed a movie in New York um, called The Vord. Um, that is my first movie that I got to film in New York. So that's a very uh, memorable movie for me as well. But I, I really appreciate being able to be a part of that movie too. So but now, in Jingle all, all the way, oh. so in yeah. all the way, you were you weren't the gal yeah. that uh, that uh, um, Arnold Schwarzenegger was chasing through, uh, chasing through the playground, were you? No, no, no. But I was in that scene. You can see me in that scene, but none. Um, that scene, I was in a couple. I was there, and I was at the the parade scene too. You know what's funny is I still I still have my Turbo Man doll. I got a Turbo Man you doll do. too, and I still have that. I do, yes. Is it in pristine condition? Still in the box. Yep, still in the box. Haven't opened it yet. Now, uh, uh, now, uh, I don't know about you, uh, and we're going to go to Scott, uh, Scott in a second here, and uh, I'm going to kind of do a little. Then we'll uh, go to Melissa. Uh, you know, the one thing uh, uh, that I'm going to ask you about is you were on Pawn Stars Do America. I got to ask you, what was it like getting hit on by Chumley? <laughs> oh. <laughs> No, no, that movie, that was, oh, that TV show, it was so much fun to film. That was so much fun. They were all so nice and sweet and kind, and that was so great. I loved being on that set. And one other project I'm going to ask you about uh, real quick here. Yeah. Uh, Then we'll go, then we'll... uh, We'll uh, bring in one of the reasons why you're here. Uh, your movie, uh, Just My Type, uh, it, like I said, it kind of sounds like uh, my dating life in high school. You know, uh, yeah. I, asked, I asked 12 girls out to prom and 13 turned me down because this one gal came up to me and said, don't even think about asking me. And I'm like, okay, Uh-oh. that's fine. I won't. And, uh, you know, when you get turned down by the head of the cheerleaders, even before you even approach, you know that you're doing something right. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I I, I guess that's a little TMI, I guess. But anyway, uh, uh, I'm going to introduce you. Alexa, I'm going to ask you uh, my first uh, co-host. Now, one thing that I don't know if you realize, uh, Alexa, is that uh, you and I are going to be in a movie together. Called the Black Tent. Oh yes! <laughs> see, I'm now, so see, Scott. I told you. It. I told you as soon as you told her that she was going to be in the movie with me, she was going to go. She was going to be right in there. I told you, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> That's what made her agree to do the movie, right? <laughs> That's right. 
So, uh, as long as, so, as, long uh, Scott, as I get uh, to work with both Scots, I'm in. There, there you go. Well, you get to work with one Scott <laughs> and one icon, so it'll be great. Uh, and uh, and uh, you'll get to work with a Matthias, too. Uh, he'll probably be the bodyguard for the show. Uh, uh, you know, all you got to do is snap your fingers and say, okay, uh, get icon away from me, uh, which is which usually happens when well, – we'll, we'll talk. I don't want to get fired. But anyway, uh, so, uh, Scott, let's talk a little bit about the Black Tent and how you found uh, – uh, Miss Becca, Becca. Uh, a mutual acquaintance, uh, Hugh McPherson. Uh, I was looking for somebody to fill a role, and I believe Alexis is cast in his movie. You're you're going to be in his movie too, right? Yes. Am I right, Alexis? Yeah, yeah. I thought so. Yeah. Yeah. So, so he recommended her, and um, you know, I, I went on her IMDb and. Uh, I started looking through everything, and um, then I started calling some people I knew, but they said that, you know, she's great to work with. Yeah, you know, she highly recommend it. So I reached out to her. Uh, we talked about it. Uh, she read the script. She liked it. And then we started to talk more. It was going through rewrites, though, at the time. This has been, yeah. of all my scripts, I mean, they, they all, I mean, whether it was Five Losers, whether it was YK, and they always go through multiple drafts, especially when you start getting actors and actresses in there. So, you know, when you have good actors and good actresses, they bring different things to parts that, you know, as the writer, you know, you don't know because you didn't have them when you were putting it together. So it changes, you know. So this script was in flux. It was changing. The character of Pamela was changing. And uh, so we talked about I told him what I had, where it was going. And at that point, Craig Atkinson was coming on as the producer of the film. And uh, things were starting to change, and this is where we are, right? Right, Alexis? That's that's that. right, yeah. I read it, so, and yeah. I, I absolutely love it. It's going to be so an is amazing it, uh, film. To... So, Alexa, is it true, uh, Alexis, yeah. is it true that when you came to the script on page 12, uh, that was the love scene between you and I, you tore that right out and said, I'm not doing this? I that's why I was like, nope. We're gonna have to. Yeah, had to go. That was part of the rewrites. Snap went. <laughs> but I, I think I think you said you'd you'd agree to do it if it was with my stunt double. So he's he's better looking than I am, and uh, well, he looks a lot like me, uh, but he's taller and his face is different. But anyway, what we <laughs> we can talk about that later. So now one thing I, uh, I before we go uh, and Melissa will let you ask a few questions here in a second. But according to IMDb.com, and that's where you get most of our information. So if any of this information is incorrect, you'll have to fire them, not our producer. But according to IMB, uh, IMDb.com, you have 53 projects coming up. Is that correct? Yes. Um, well, I have. I have a lot that are that's in like development or pre-production, um, and you know, and there's some that are in script and development. Um, there's some currently filming still, and so yeah, it's it's a lot. And uh, I try to stay busy. And for those of you who listen to our show on a regular basis, if you go to our Facebook page, Attitude Era Monday Live Monday, like that. Uh, go to 89.1 Kent's FM page, like that. Do a $10 a month donation to Power of the Tower. We'll get you automatically qualified to win an autographed picture from past guests, current guests, or future guests. Uh, Alexis, you think maybe you can send us a few autographs yeah. for giveaways? Yeah, I can do that. Definitely. Awesome. So uh, I want to introduce you to uh, uh, Melissa Martinson. Uh, she's my other co-host. And... Uh, 
she's got probably, and I'm not just saying it because she's here, but uh, she's probably got the most beautiful singing voice in three states. Uh, that covers North Dakota, Minnesota, South oh, Dakota. I love that. And uh, uh, what, what do you have for our guest there? Go ahead, Melissa. What do you got? Oh, okay. Well, I was just curious. Uh, you had mentioned that you were five in the one movie that you were um, had mentioned. Yeah, Jingle I'm, All the Way. Yes, Jingle All the Way. Just curious, uh, when did, when was, was that your first film, and then how did you go about doing that, and were your parents involved? Did they want this, or how did that work? So my aunt um, had her, um, so my cousins were all involved in films, and my aunt was like, hey, um, I want to take Lexi, you know, can we put her mm-hmm. in films too? So my parents said, yeah, and they, they were supportive, and they took me, and yeah, and that's how I got started. I'm trying to think of the first, the first one because I I was in. I mean, I did Jingle All the Way, Santa with Muscles, Switchback. I gotta think which one of those I did first. I'm trying to think. It's probably all around the same time. So I was five, six years old mm-hmm. in all of those ones. Um, and I did wow. a Lifetime movie as well too. I was one of the little ballerina girls in that one too. Oh, fun! And so, um, and what, yeah, what year it was? Your parents on board with that? They just were encouraged you yes. to keep going. Yes. Mhm. Yes. It's always good. It's yes. always good to have that parental encouragement, right? Oh yes, it's always good to have any any type of encouragement. I mean, this industry, you know, the business. Sometimes, you know, you get a lot of no's and. You know, sometimes you can get down. So to have someone that is encouraging and wants to be there for you is always very helpful. You got to just keep going. Got to stay positive. And, and when there's a no, there's always going to be a yes. You know, in uh, a few mm-hmm. other projects I, I want to talk about. And thank you, Melissa, for uh, being here. We're glad that you're here. Mm-hmm. And uh, that, was, that was an awesome question. You're doing great. You're yeah. awesome. Uh, now, there's a few other que- uh, projects that uh, that you got upcoming that I'd like to ask you about. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. Woman want uh, women want everything. Uh, you play the car wash girl. Uh, I'm kind of interested about that. Uh, yeah. The miracle <laughs> of Saint Nicholas. Uh, I'm guessing that would be a Christmas movie. Which one? I'm sorry. The Miracle of Saint Nicholas. Oh yes, this that one is also the Miracle of Saint Nicholas. That one is also in pre-production as well. And uh, some yes. of the movies that you have, some of the movies oh. that you have uh, uh, completed, according to this, is a Walk in the Park. Uh, yes. um, Love Kills. I know all about that. Uh, let's see, The <laughs> Evil Within, The Beginning, uh, yep. Deep Within. Well, I'm just kind of curious, yeah. with all these projects that you've uh, filmed on post-production, pre-production, and completed, how did you keep them all straight, and uh, what is your date book look like? It's a lot. I know. It's a lot. I try to I, – I love filming, so I love to stay busy, and usually my weekends, every weekend is – usually I'm filming. I just filmed and a movie I, I, yesterday, Sunday, and – I know this weekend's going to be Thanksgiving, but after that, coming back, I have another film the following weekend, so just try to stay busy. Uh, are, you, are you able to tell us what the movie was, or is that, uh, do you have to keep that a secret for now? No, yes, I can. Um, I'm, as, I'm actually also a co-director on that film, so that's called Water City, 
And it was actually a great day uh, Sunday. We we got to um, go out on a boat, and the boat took us to an island where we filmed. Um, I had a great cast and crew that day. Um, it was perfect weather. It was it was amazing. I'm so very yeah. grateful for everyone for that day. And you know the the cool thing is uh, we were I was kind of mentioning your date book. Uh, I, I'm guessing your date book has more stuff going on in one day than I've had in my entire life. But what's interesting <laughs> about uh, what's interesting about that is uh, you know you mentioned that uh, you're also doing some uh, producing and uh, directing and whatnot. How many other yeah. projects uh, are, are you involved in, as the director or the producer? So Water Cities is the that's my first. Um, um, so my friend Kylie uh, wrote it and asked if I would help her co- be a co-direct or a director on it. So that's my first one. And um, I did in Colorado. I did direct a couple of plays, you know, growing up. But this one to be able to direct a, this movie is I, I love it. I love directing. I love acting, of course. I that's my ultimate favorite. But directing and being able to see a different side of it, um, I I love it. It's been amazing. It's been an amazing experience. You know, to and, be you know, able the to other take. Cool, yeah. The other cool thing about being a director and a producer yeah. is you actually get to tell people what to do. No. <laughs> yeah. No. I see it more like. Uh, I love collaborating with people. You know, you have like you have a a vision you know, on the paper that you want to bring to life. So I love being able to take that vision and be able to bring it to life. You know, so it's, uh, we have, the cast and crew Sunday was, they were all amazing. So it was, it was a great day. And we got a little boating Alexis, in too. So that was fun. That's awesome. We have Alexis Barkas, I guess. Here we got about uh, 15 minutes uh, left before our, our next guest comes on. There's a few of the projects that you've done. I want to ask you about, uh, let's see, ER, uh, or is uh, my yeah. old, uh, or or is my old uh, uh, history teacher say his favorite show was Er, uh, and I said, don't you mean yeah. Er? And he's like, hey, I know how it's spelled, you know. So, <laughs> what was it like being on Er? <laughs> er was awesome. So that came out, I believe that the episode was on. It was 1996. So I was I was five, you know, six years old at the time. So. I was a patient on ER, and I remember um, they had my actual, my real mom get to be my mom on the show. So that was a fun experience to be on ER. Now, when you're uh, mm-hmm. when you're doing the, uh, do you prefer being on the small screen or the big screen, or is it like uh, uh, like a fifty fifty? I love it all, both fifty fifty. <laughs> I just I love any chance that I can film. Whether whether it's going to be, you know, on a movie theater or whether it's, you know, Amazon Prime or, you know, any, any on YouTube. And, you know, the, the, the cool thing is, you know, being, uh, you know, you were, uh, 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 you got to be on set with uh, two uh, iconic big men, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger with, Santa, uh, with Jingle All the Way yeah. and uh, with Santa with Muscles. Uh, what was it like? Uh, when you did you get to meet Arnie and did uh, uh, you know when I when yeah. I met Arnie when I was out in the, when I met uh, when I met Arnold out, when I was out in the cities he said dude you really need to pump some iron and I'm like <laughs> I don't know, I have no idea what the heck that meant but what uh, what did he say to you when, when you were on set you know it's funny it's so Hulk Hogan he lives in Clearwater 
So he has a, a bar um, up on Clearwater. So I went up there um, and I got and I met him again and I asked him if he remembered filming. Um, this was for Santa with Muscles. I asked him if he remembered filming Santa with Muscles. And he was like, yeah, I do. And I said, I, in the movie, um, he's Santa Claus and I'm the little girl that comes, you know, and sits on his lap and tells, you know, what she wants. So I asked him if he remembered that scene and he was like, no way, you're not that little girl. And I was like, yeah. So it was awesome because I have a clip of it. So I showed it to him and then we took a picture. So it was cool to be (laughs) able to, you know, that he remembered that scene in that movie with me. So when you were at the bar did, and did uh, did Hulk Hogan walk you up to the, uh, his crew that he's with and said, you know something, brothers, let me tell you about this actress. She is the reason why Santa with Muscles was a big hit. Let me tell you something, brother. <laughs> he's so nice. He's such a nice guy, Hulk Hogan. Yeah. You know, I'll tell you what, so that, nice. that's... Uh, you know, I tell you what, I'm I'm jealous of you for three reasons. One, you got to be with Arnie. Uh, two, yeah. you got to be with Hulk Hogan. And three, yeah. you get to do a movie with the icon and Scott Hand. So, man, I'll tell you, that's why I'm, I'm jealous so of you. I'm so excited. <laughs> I can't wait. See, now, <laughs> now uh, uh, Melissa, I know that you, I know that you're still there. Uh, so, and uh, we're, we're uh, like I said, we're, we're going to have some fun here. We got uh, we got you coming up in a little while, but uh, you know the the cool thing is when you're um, well, I'm just kind of curious as a as a as a co-host here uh, when you're hearing all this cool stuff about uh, you know like uh, Alexis and stuff she's been in and Scott Hanna what he's doing and the icon how wild and crazy he is. Uh, you know, this has got to be kind of overwhelming for you. Yeah. Well, it's, uh, this is my first radio gig, I guess. So it's interesting to listen to and fun to be here. Well, I'll tell you what, we're glad that you're here. Don't go away because uh, we, we still got uh, <laughs> we still got an hour and a half left of the show, and you're like, oh, my goodness. Anyway, uh, so uh, let's, uh, we're back with uh, Alexis Bachmeyer, and uh, we got uh, we got about 11 minutes here with uh, Alexis. Now, uh, there's a couple other projects that I think is really, really cool. Uh, uh, let's see. Halloween Death Walk Among Us, Chapter 2. Halloween oh, Death Walk yes. Among Us, this Chapter so 3. Yeah. Now, just think, if you, had been in, if you had been in Chapter 1, there would have been eight more chapters. Think about that. Uh, <laughs> I got to – that was amazing. So I've been filming a lot of horror movies lately, and I and it's so funny. I've, I've been really getting into it. I, I love it. So – being able to be a part of Halloween, um, Death Watch Among Us was amazing. I got to play Edith Myers, so I played Michael Myers' mother in it. So if you watch them, they are on YouTube, so you can watch them. But it, we start out with Michael Myers as a little boy, and we, you know, and when you watch them, you see how he becomes Michael Myers as an adult. So getting to play his mother was amazing. It was that was so much fun. It was a great set to be on. So. So you're so what you're saying is Michael Myers turned out the way he was because you didn't give him enough candy as a kid. That that's right. <laughs> you have to watch and see. <laughs> oh man, this is fun. I, I I'm having a blast. Here we have Alexis Mark. Yes, we got about uh, ten minutes here left. 
Uh, one thing I, I do want to ask you, uh, Alexa, yeah. is there a favorite, uh, and you've done just about every single genre you can think of, but do you have a favorite one over yeah, the I've other? If you had to give us your top three, what would they be? Oh, you know, I so I love sci-fi. Sci-fi is definitely number one. Cause, oh, yeah. <laughs> That's my, She's so, a Star Wars fan. I don't know. Fan. I yeah I don't know if you know but I am the biggest Star Wars fan on the I love Star Wars so much I'm a big I'm the okay, biggest there's fan nothing, so. hey, there's no there's nothing wrong with that <laughs> yeah so that's probably my number one to be that's my goal and dream I, I would love to be on one of the Star Wars series I, I absolutely love Star Wars so sci-fi and I you know I love horror like filming scary movies has been a lot of fun too and you know nowadays I feel like scary movies are there's becoming so much more popular people want to see that more you know i just i don't know i love it it's and they're fun to film it's such a it's such a fun set to be on because i feel like when you're filming it everyone wants to be there you know you get a it's an amazing feeling and i love it that that holiday slasher movies seem to be back too with this thanksgiving yes yeah and uh you uh you mentioned uh, you, you mentioned sci- uh, uh, sci-fi. If I could talk today, yeah. uh, uh, I want to ask you about uh, WTR Cities and the Bermuda Triangle yes. Project. Those are sci-fis. Yes, sci-fi and um, the Bermuda Triangle. That was that's gonna that's a horror. So that was fun to film. We filmed that here in Florida, so that was really fun. And Water Cities is a sci-fi. That's the movie I'm co-directing that we filmed yesterday. I'm out on the islands, um, so I mean that's been such a fun, such a fun movie to film and be a part of. We filmed that here in Florida. We filmed it in Tennessee and Ohio. So it, that's an amazing film. I can't wait for that to get done as well. You know, and uh, speaking of speaking of filming, uh, uh, Scott, let's kind of talk about this. What is your planned uh, date uh, for starting to film uh, the Black Tent, and how long do you plan on uh, filming? Still waiting on a schedule because we're still we're still figuring some things out. Um, it's going to be probably like I don't know, twenty five thirty day shoot total. You know, we're looking to start shooting sometime in March, wrap it up by the end of April, and then hopefully get it right into post production. So there's a, there's a lot there's a lot of components to this one. So it's, it's a big step up from you know my norm. You know, like hey, you know, and you know, from going from Lost in the Night and Bloodthirsty, and then over to Like Hey, which was feature length. That was a huge jump. Trust me. Um, and then going five losers was a lot easier, but this one's going to be a lot. It's a lot more complex. You know, and I, I don't want to toot my own horn, but toot toot. Uh, I, I, I have a feeling though, and of course, uh, this is this may be my ego talking, like I have an ego. You, you'd never know. But uh, the, <laughs> I, I have a feeling though, with with Scott Hand directing. Uh, with Alexis Baca as the main damsel in distress and the icon bringing the comedy buildup and horror of this film, this movie's going to make a million bucks. It's got to. Let's oh, hope. yeah. This Let's is, is going to be the – that's right. This is going to be the the definite you got to see this movie. It's going to be amazing. And, you know, the other cool thing is uh, – if we we do plan on having a premiere here in uh, Fargo, and just think about this. And I don't know, I, I know, I, I know what my character's lines are, 
but I don't know what happens to my character. We can't really talk about it. But I will say this, though. Right. If my character meets uh, his demise in some demonic, sick, twisted, gory way, everybody in Fargo, my hometown, is going to line up to see the icon finally get his. I guarantee you that. <laughs> Not your tap dancing, huh? No, no, not your no. tap dancing that I keep hearing about. I thought it'd be the tap dancing that everyone wanted to see. I'm excited for well, it. You know, I hope you know, I'm on set that day. Well, you know, about uh, about five years ago, I did put out a comedy CD, and uh, it was it was great. It was a stand-up comedy. It was called Head Cleaner, and uh, it went aluminum. <laughs> But I'll tell you what, though we we do got to make we 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 do got to set it up though that uh, the three of us are on set together, uh, and uh, you know we we just got to we just got to make that uh, we got to make that work. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I like I say I'm going to bring a couple friends with me uh, uh, as extras. We're going to bring Matthias down there, and I'll probably bring uh, Ken. As a matter of fact, I know that Ken will be here in about five minutes for uh, our second guest. So, uh, Alexa, real quick here, if our fans want to check you out and see you, do you have a Facebook, an Instagram, YouTube, a Twitter, or a Twitch? I'm not going to let Icon call me again. <laughs> what, what, kind of, what, what do you got out there? I do. So I do have Instagram, uh, Lexi.Ray3Actress. And I'm also on Facebook. You can find me as both Lexi Baca and Alexis Baca as well. So I'm on both of those. And uh, the... Uh, one thing I do want to ask you about, uh, there's a picture on imdb.com. Uh, yeah. I believe you're holding uh, a lightsaber. Could you tell us about that? Oh, yes, we did. A, that's a Star Wars fan film. So that hasn't, it's not out yet, but that was, oh, my God, that was so much fun. I was, like, crying, driving to set, like, I'm going to get to do Star Wars today. It was awesome. Um, but yeah, no, and, that is that is coming out. Um, it's not out yet. And you know, don't take this the wrong way, but I'll tell you what your your smile is just so intoxicating. Uh, these pictures of the heavy oh, MRI, I, I mean, you. It's just and and you 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 you, you after the black tent, everybody's going to say you got the best lips yeah. in the business, even better than Angelina Jolie. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm probably they're probably yeah they're about the same size as hers. Yeah. So we we got about uh, we got about uh, three minutes here with uh, uh, Miss Baca here. Uh, real quick here, if uh, yeah, is there any uh, is there any projects that's completed that you you want fans to gravitate towards and check out? Um, well, um, I have got a lo- a lot. So we have um, the multiple films, you know, on the Lifetime that are going on and. I have um, what else? I have a movie now on a um, couple on Amazon Prime as well, um, a horror. If you want to watch that, we have the Curse of Abigail Proctor that's out there now too, which was an amazing set to film. Another you know scary movie. Um, the board right now is um, showed in New York, so hopefully that'll be coming out soon as well too. So people can watch that's all awesome. these horror movies. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. We got about uh, we got about 120 seconds here. I'll tell you what. I do want to thank you for uh, taking time out of your schedule to join us. Uh, with oh, a lot thank of people you, and thank you for the 
amazing opening. I loved it. Right. <laughs> I, 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 I'm just saying that we didn't get uh, to the uh, to you doing the script where we were going to have you read that liner. I'm just uh, I'm bummed that we didn't get to that. I I but, can do that. Well, I'll tell you what. Let me give you a countdown, and uh, then we'll have you do it, okay? Yeah, that's fine. All right, here we go. Ready? Five, yeah. four, three, two, one. Hi, my name is Alexis Baca, and you're listening to the Attitude Era Monday Live Mondays on 89.1 Ken's FM with your host, the only, the icon, and also the modern nightmare Matthias and the big swing. That was awesome. Guess what? We're going to start Yay. rolling that thing out. Uh, so it was about uh, 60 seconds, uh, uh, and I, like I said, I do thank you for taking time out of your schedule. We actually, I actually booked you on the yeah. show eight months ago, so I do appreciate you, you able did. to. Uh, and it's awesome. Yes, I love it. It's been in my calendar. And, uh, and, <laughs> and I, can't, I, I, I can't wait to meet you, and uh, we'll I have know, fun on I know, I can't wait to meet you on set. I cannot wait and, to uh, meet everyone, and it's going to be amazing. I cannot wait. With all with all my friends that are listening to this right now, all one of them, uh, you oh. won't have to. When, I, when I'm on set, and I uh, ask you for autographs. Uh, I'll probably ask you for a couple. You won't have to worry about getting carpal tunnel or anything because uh, I only have a few friends that would be asking. So uh, that'll be awesome. Oh. <laughs> and and my and I'll do. I'll, and I'll do the same thing for you like I plan on doing, Scott. When we're on set together, uh, I'll go get your cappuccino. I'll carry your bags. Uh, oh, if you want no, to put, I don't. If you want to put your feet up, I don't need none I will, of that. I'll, I'll, you can use my back as a stool. No problem. Oh, I don't need any of that, but thank you. That's very sweet. Oh, wait, I just forgot. I already got the part. Okay. Well, I'll you tell you what, like, You're in. I'll tell you what, thank you very much for being with us. You are awesome, and we love you. Thank you. Yes, thank you guys. You guys have been amazing. And I cannot wait to see you all on set. That's going to be so fun. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. Thank you, guys. (laughs) Thank you. Take care. (laughs) Bye, guys. So what we're going to do is we need to take a uh, a quick commercial break, a quick timeout, uh, and we'll be back with our next guest here in a little bit. So uh, stick around, and we'll be right back after these words. So if your spring and summer projects include some concrete work, Elevated Concrete can help. They can be reached at 701-866-9018 or at Elevated Concrete on Facebook. Their concrete work includes driveways, sidewalks, walkways, approaches, garage floors, patios, and shed pads. Plus, they offer decorative or stamped concrete as well. And all estimates are free. They are ready right now for any concrete project you have. That's Elevated Concrete at 701-866-9018. Ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle. Uh, she has got a, a new business here in Fargo that she's going to talk to us about, and uh, she teaches uh, children all about the love of music. And uh, we're going to go to her right now. She is Melissa Martinson. <laughs> Hello. How are you? I'm doing well. And I do believe you know my other co-host, uh, uh, Scott Han. He's uh, on the he's on the right there. Yes. 
Mm-hmm. All right, so uh, give us a little background about yourself, Melissa, and then we'll uh, talk about uh, your company. Sure. Uh, background meaning how far back do we want to go? <laughs> well, uh, we'll talk about, oh, there's Ken right there. You talk uh, about childhood. <laughs> no, okay. I heard, I heard uh, uh, I always call him Scott because that's his real name. For sure. But, you know, his ego is icon, so. I don't know if we're supposed to, you know, be brushing him up with ego and all that. But anyway, he said that uh, you have a background in uh, music yes. and teaching, and uh, I've got a great story for you. Okay, sure. Yeah, no, I um, I went to school for music education at MSUM, and um, I've been teaching piano or, or music, uh, singing, you know, since I graduated a long time ago. So, yes. So here's all we're gonna do. I'm gonna ask you a few questions, then we'll uh, go to uh, then we'll go to uh, Ken, and then we'll go uh, then we'll go to Scott. Okay. So now, uh, how long have you uh, been? Uh, how long has your company been open, and what is the name of it? Okay, sure. My company is Salem Music Studio, and I have been doing well. The the actual business has been about four years, but I've been teaching piano for about 25 years. So it's hard for me to say that I haven't always had this business, but I guess technically it has. Uh, I started in August of 2019. And I do believe you used to do that out of your home, right? Yes, yeah. I taught private piano lessons from my home for many years. Yeah. And I, I, I don't know if I, I should bring this up, but, uh, you, you know, you've been, on, uh, you've been on TV a lot lately with uh, talking about uh, your company. Yes, yes. Well, not a lot, but, yes, two, two interviews. And if I if I'm not mistaken, and uh, if you, if you don't want to talk about, it, we'll find. But it's kind of a cool story. Uh, the first time you're actually on the news was when a, a deer ran rampant in your house. <laughs> that is true. I, I, so, oh yeah. Okay. So that does involve piano teaching. So I suppose I could talk about that too. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. So it was um no. Actually, I I do remember the date weirdly, but it was November second, two thousand four. About a year ago. No, not, not, not a year ago. Uh, Four years ago. Yeah, years ago. I just have this weird thing with dates. I can remember dates really easily. But anyways, yeah, so it was um, it was a beautiful fall day, and I was teaching piano lessons in my piano studio, and all of a sudden I heard this very large noise, and I'm like, oh, what, what was that? And so my student and I got up, and we went into, we looked out, and there was literally a deer in my kitchen. <laughs> How did it get in? Did oh. it go in through wow. the like, Yeah, so the, it was, we, we had these really long windows by the front door. Oh. And so they, my neighbors said that they believe that he must have seen his, his reflection in the window mm-hmm. and charged mm-hmm. through it because we were, the river was our backyard. And so... He comes through there, and I just, you know, obviously I was freaking out. So my student and I went out through a different door. Well, the student's mother had seen that this uh, deer had gone through the house, so she was trying to frantically call, you know, 911 or something, and then her phone died or something like that. But but my neighbors actually had, had heard the sound. They thought it was a car accident. And so people from my neighborhood had come out, you know, to see what, what was the sound. Well, then I was, like, kind of yelling, there's a deer in the house. And they're like, it's Bambi. <laughs> and they were like, what? I'm like, there's a deer. Well, then by this time, 
um, the deer had made itself into the living room. And I had two, you know, living room windows, one on one side of the room and the other side. So the deer was trying to get out both of those windows and going back and forth and back and forth. There was blood everywhere. And then, uh, so then we fought, then all of a sudden it just kept going back into the further, into the bedrooms. I'm not, I'm not even kidding. Literally jumped on my bed to try to get through other windows. It was the weirdest thing. Well, even if your window's like really squeaky. Oh, well, I don't think that's the truth. Uh, <laughs> uh, keep attracting uh, deer to them. It was it, so weird. I've heard that with with uh, with uh, uh, birds. Yeah. And um, uh, my mom used to do the same thing when when we lived out in within the state. And uh, we had this big picture window right right off the dining room, and uh, it was it faced north, which is a little weird. Mm-hmm. But um, we have uh, uh, our state bird, I believe, is the meadowlark. It is. Okay. And um, we had a plethora of meadowlarks uh, out where we used to live. Uh-huh. And um, she would keep the windows super squeaky clean, and when the sun would be at the right angle or whatever, mm-hmm. it must reflect yeah. some way, and they either don't see it or they think it's, you know, mm-hmm. somebody inferring on their territory. Sure. Birds, I think, are very territorial. Mm-hmm. And boom, boom, all the time. <laughs> you would see these birds nailing the window and said, Mom, is that going to break? <laughs> no kidding. It never did. Yeah. But uh, they were just small birds, but it was just interesting that the uh, that seems to happen with more of the uh, uh, the wild species yeah. that I, I ever knew. But, uh, yeah, and you know the story. yeah the deer, you know, it's like it tried to it, it never broke those windows though. You know, it just kept trying to bang its head through. The, it just oh, it was terrible. It was it was really it was like you know only two days after Halloween, so I felt like it was um, you know Halloween part like, two or oh. something. Uh, <laughs> Melissa Barnes on the on 89.1 Ken's FM, and we got about uh, 22 minutes. Uh, here's what I'm going to do, Ken. I'm going to have you share your story in a second. Uh, we're we're going to have uh, we're going to have uh, Scott ask a question. That, but first, uh, Melissa, I just got to ask you. Whenever you hear the song uh, "The Turning Point Buck," are you terrorized by that song because of that? <laughs> um, I'm over it now. It's it's been a few years. <laughs> and uh, whenever someone says, "Hey, I got some free venison," you're like, "No." No, I yeah, no, that that was a not not something I'm interested in. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh Scott, what do you have for our guest, uh Melissa Martin? We got about uh, twenty two minutes. Go ahead. We got about uh, six minutes before we gotta do our top of the hour break, but go ahead, Scott, what do you got? Uh so you're a music teacher, is that it? And I know Scott says you're a great singer. Oh. Um, yes, yeah, I'm a music teacher. I um teach piano, voice, flute. Uh, group piano lessons and uh, uh, infant to five-year-old music classes with their parents, and um, yeah, so I, I have I have a variety of different things. Oh, and I have a choir too in my studio. Mm-hmm. Now, do you you compose original songs? Is that what you sing, or do you sing like you know Christmas oh, carols? Oh no, yeah, I'm more of a teacher. I do in in one of my classes we do talk about I teach children how to compose, you know, beginning songs and stuff, but I myself, no, I'm not a composer. <laughs> my, my my main instrument, I would say, is, is piano. So, and, yeah. Mm-hmm. When did you uh, first start learning piano? Uh, well, actually, it was kind of late. I, I, I was from a very small town, and so we didn't really have 
you know, a lot of piano teachers in my town. But um, So I was in fourth grade when I first began um, lessons. Where are you from? I'm from Center, North Dakota. It's by Bismarck. I think it's about 30 miles from there, I think, maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Yeah. And, yeah, so I started in fourth grade. And uh, that first year, you know, of course, piano lessons can be a challenge for anyone the first year. And um, I remember my piano teacher, you know, of course, I hadn't practiced for a while. And my piano teacher, she just said, what are you going to say? Well, she didn't say it rudely, but she was like, what are you going to start practicing? And I just thought, what? How does she, how does she know that I haven't been practicing? And I just remember thinking, yeah, oh, well, now I know. But I just thought, you know, that's I'm going to do this. I'm actually going to do this. And I really did make a conscious decision that I was going to start practicing. Well, then I, I kind of became obsessed with it then, and I just I practiced a lot. And um, my sisters and my parents can attest to being annoyed that I would be playing when the TV was, you know, very close to our piano. So, I mean, I don't know if they well, yeah, no, I would say my sisters were annoyed. <laughs> well, you know, the thing is, I guess in Southern North Dakota, uh, you know, there, you can either do uh, one of uh, three things. You can watch one of what I think you had like three channels or something like that. Yeah. You had Channel 6, uh, <laughs> Channel 11, uh, and uh, PBS, and then you had Snow. Or you can listen to uh, you playing the piano. I would much rather hear, hear you play piano. Yeah. I don't know what they were so upset about. There wasn't much. I suppose, you know, maybe Saved by the Bell was on or something. You know, I didn't want to mess with that one. Or Hogan's Heroes. <laughs> we always had the same competition. Our uh, piano was in the living room. Mm-hmm. And then the television console set. It was an old provision G sure. special. Yeah. My bad dad, my, my dad bought it. Uh, from the uh, local dealer that sold the General Electric appliance. Oh. And this was like when they first came out. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was a black and white, mm-hmm. uh, blonde, wood, wood oh. oak finish. <laughs> sure. And, and, and a rotating one. And it weighed about five. It weighed, wow. about, it weighed about five hundred pounds. Yep. And uh, um, it was. Uh, we actually got that. I remember having that. Before we moved into our main house, uh, that would have been like late 50s. Hmm. Dad bought that. Wow. And uh, he went to work. He put up an antenna and everything. We had two channels back then. Uh huh. We had a channel two out of Dickinson. Mm-hmm. And then we had a translator for uh, uh, NBC out of Williston. Hmm. Obviously, you can tell I grew up in the West. Yeah, States. sure. Anyway, the, the beautiful thing of it was was that television lasted 20, maybe 30 years. I believe that, yeah. And they, they were... They just don't build them like that yeah. anymore. And, and, they weighed, and they weighed so much, they were not stolen back then either. No, no definitely not. <laughs> yeah. This one had the swivel thing <laughs> so that uh, Dad could watch it from his easy chair mm-hmm. in the family room. And then when it was time to eat for supper... He would rotate it. Oh, that's luxury. The, di- the dining room table <laughs> so that everybody could still watch. I remember uh, watching all of those uh, Rat Patrol back then. Hmm. I remember from the dining room table. Hmm. Rat Patrol, what else? Uh, Voice to the Bottom of the Sea. Yeah. With Richard Basehart. we we got a few seconds before our top of our break, so we'll be back. Hold on. Point one, Ken's FM. We are listener-supported radio, so the programming you hear on our station is funded by our members and these local and area businesses. 
Remember when you were a kid and your mom made fresh baked bread and you couldn't wait to get a slice of that homemade goodness? Walking into Breadsmith's of Fargo will give you that same sensation. They offer fresh baked artisan breads made from scratch every day, baked in a huge earth oven. Breadsmith of Fargo is located at 1617 32nd Avenue South in Fargo. They're open 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. Monday through Friday and 7 a.m. to 4 p.m. on Saturdays. And they are also on the web at www.redsmith.com. You're listening to 89.1 Ken's FM, KNNZFM, Holly, Fargo, Moorhead. Independent public radio for... And we are back here. So uh, we're going to... Uh, uh, Ken, now, uh, you, uh, you actually got your uh, uh, passion for music from your mom. Absolutely. Uh, let me turn on your mic here. Sorry about that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, <laughs> you know, and the cool thing is, and uh, Melissa, I wanted to tell this uh, story uh, about his mom because uh, when he talks about his mom, and uh, it, it's okay to admit this, Ken, that you do tear up a lot. And when you told me your story about your mom, I cheered up too because I love the story about your mom. So uh, go ahead. Tell, uh, tell a story about your mom. Well, mom was very, very much uh, into music. Sure. Uh, she was uh, a wonderful pianist, mm-hmm. self-trained, self-taught. Mm-hmm. Uh, she did have voice training, mm-hmm. and uh, she competed in a lot of those uh, concert type sure. things. Mm-hmm. I can never remember what they call them, but it's a specific term, especially in college. Oh, sure. And um, um, she um, uh, apparently won a lot of accolades mm. for uh, uh, her voice. And uh, she recorded records for my dad huh. when he was in the service and sent them down to him. Wow. And uh, those were those old. Uh, story. Yeah. Those were those old 78 records, right? Yeah. Oh. They were home recordings. Wow. Um, the, uh, she was very active in the church, and uh, the uh, choir director or. Yeah, I think it was the choir director or music director of the church. Mm-hmm. Uh, went down to the local drugstore drug and rented one of these mm. record recorder deals mm-hmm. and a bunch of records. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing. They don't look anything like you would see vinyl today. Sure. Uh, back in the war days, uh, she recorded them in 1953. Mm. I still have them. Oh, wow. That's amazing. And I believe you've uh, you've uh, you've converted them, and you you have them at the station here that uh, you can play at any time, right? Yeah. Uh, if uh, I don't know if you can go into the right computer there, uh, there should be a file marked Marie Bartz. Oh, that's. I I do see it. Yep. And uh, if you open it up, see what's in there. I don't know if uh, all the songs are in there or what shape they're in or anything. Mm-hmm. Well, I obviously. Okay. Uh, when Dad had them in the service, yeah. what, what what he would do, he would give them. Uh, he was an officer, so they had movie nights. Mm-hmm. He would give them to the projectionists to play before the movie started. Mm-hmm. And you know, her voice was great. Uh-huh. And she would, uh, they would play the records, and uh, <laughs> these hoots and hollers going up every time Mom would come on. Aww. And then Mom was conservative, you know, mm-hmm. very. Uh, um, uh, I guess conservative is the best way to put it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you could put shy in there or whatever. But anyway, 
uh, when she found out Uh-oh. that Dad had given these records <laughs> for where her voice, mm-hmm. her music was being played for the masses. Mm-hmm. Oh boy, she was not happy oh. because those records were meant for him. Oh, but it's really cool. Mm-hmm. But that's where it came from. A lot of my love for classical music mm-hmm. comes from her. Yeah. And uh, she did. Uh, uh, she could play uh, Beethoven's Moonlight Sonata. Uh huh. Sure. So perfectly. Mhm. Yeah. And this is one of the things where I have problems with Aww. because I remember it so well. It's a, well, Ken, you know we love you, and I love it when you share this story, and you're you're starting to tear me up too, and I, uh, I I love you for this. Well, I'll tell you what, we'll uh, we'll we'll continue this uh, real quick here, Melissa. So uh, uh, let's talk a little bit, then we'll go back to Ken. Uh, let's talk about uh, your studio, where it's located, uh, how someone can get a class with you. Uh, we we can't really give a cost on the show, but uh, how they can find you. Mm-hmm. Let's go over that. Okay. Yes, my address for my studio is 1110 14th Street South in Moorhead. Um, it's in between uh, Concordia and MSUM is the best way to think about where that's at. Is there a big sign? <clears throat> there is a sign, yes. Um, it's in the old Thomas Edison Elementary School building. Um, and so, yeah, um, right now uh, there will be new classes starting for Music Together, and Music Together is – um, an infant to five-year-old class, along with parents or grandparents. It doesn't just have to be parents. It could be, or a daycare provider too, a loved one, uh, bringing uh, bringing the child. And we do many things in the class. We sing, we move, we use a bunch of different instruments. Um, and and the point of the class is to achieve basic music competence, <laughs> which is uh, keeping a steady beat singing in tune and um, uh, enjoying music confidently. And um, it's it's a really fun experience. Tonight we had our last um, class, uh, 10-week session, um, and it was just so sweet to see the parents um, – it was uh, strange, but every the mother, the mother and the father was with each child. Usually, you know, it doesn't have to be both parents, but in this case, it, it did happen to be. It was just so sweet. I just wanted to take pictures of of the the parents with their little ones, and just what a special memory that you know, it, it, the children are young, so they might not remember that. Uh, the older ones maybe, but at the same time, it's you know, it's 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 in their psyche. They're hardwired, you know, to to just have this this moment of of love. And uh, time together as a family, um, I don't know, I just found it to be quite special. Um, and then also I do Children's Music Academy. There's a couple new classes um, starting in January, and I love Children's Music Academy. I've been um, teaching that program for 13 years. <clears throat> How do they register? Oh, um, so you can go to my website, SalemMusicStudio.com, and uh, there's registrations there and my contact info um, yeah, I've got, and there's, you know, yeah, lots of resources there. Mm-hmm. And uh, now, Ken, if uh, your mom taught you how to play piano, right? Um, she didn't. <laughs> I was just talking with uh, Melissa uh-huh, sure. mm-hmm. uh, off the mic here that uh, I actually did take piano. Mm-hmm. Started in third grade, I think. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's a normal time. Yes, for- uh, typically people do third grade. I 
uh, however, it is good to start a child much younger just because our, our ears are most trainable around four and five years old, which is, yeah, which is scientifically proven. This is a true fact. However, um, oftentimes, you know, I don't know, it's, it's just more well thought that the child should be able to read um, and be able to sit attentively at the, the piano. However, if you are active and if you, you know, can engage the child at a younger level, there really is a, lot, a very big benefit to starting children earlier. That's why I had mentioned that I was later, too, because I was in fourth grade. And, okay. um, and so, yes, third grade is typical, but, but I, I always try to get kids to do earlier. But anyways, go on. What were you I saying? remember um, uh, <clears throat> the piano lessons, mm-hmm. obviously practice, practice, mm-hmm. practice, and mom always mm-hmm. made it a point that before school, mm-hmm. we would get in at least an hour. An hour of practice before school? Oh, my gosh, i got to use that one. And so, uh, <laughs> um, you know, and, of course, none of us liked it because it was just something we had to do. Uh-huh. And um, uh, <laughs> she had an interesting way of making us practice. Sure. Uh, my younger brother also. Mm-hmm. Like, she, she promised you cookies, right? No. Oh, okay. She promised to take your cookies away. And buying records all the time. And uh, the uh, the home phonograph mm-hmm. was out in the family room. Mm-hmm. And that's where I would play records all the time. And uh, she made a deal that for every minute I practiced, I could play records. Oh, well, that didn't go so well because I listen to music all the time. Uh-huh. So old Uncle Ken, in his infinite wisdom, built his own stereo. Oh. And it was in my bedroom. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I didn't have to, you know, I didn't yeah. that. Sure. And his uh, his neighbors were so grateful when he finally moved out with that stereo. <laughs> it wasn't that bad. <laughs> it was, uh, I don't know, it just... You, you you do with what you have. Oh, you know? sure. But uh, I really appreciate what you're doing in taking care of our young people because that is our most precious mm-hmm. commodity. It is, yeah. And uh, when you're helping them like that, um, you know, giving them that kind of exposure, mm-hmm. give them, you know, giving them uh, – uh, different things mm-hmm. to work on and work with mm-hmm. is so much better yeah. than a cell phone mm-hmm. or a, a yes. video game yeah. or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's all entertainment. Mm-hmm. Yes, kids love that. Mm-hmm. But there's more to life. Though. Yeah. And, you know, a couple mm-hmm. generations ago where we're from, yeah. uh, it wasn't like that. Mm-hmm. You know, we didn't have video games. We didn't know what a computer yeah, was. Yeah, we, we had uh, we had three channels. On the wall. Yeah, we we had we had three channels and uh, two that only came in at a certain time. As long as you uh, wrap the antenna with uh, tin foil from the mom's kitchen. Uh, one arm up or one leg out or something right. like that. Uh, we got about uh, we got Marissa Martinson here, as I guess. We got about uh, five minutes, but she's going to be co-hosting for the next uh, segment. But uh, so we don't forget this, Marissa. If our uh, once again, if our fans want to see it, you got a Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, a Twitter, a Twitch, a TikTok. What do you got? Um, yes, I do have an Instagram, uh, Salem Music Studio FM, uh, and then I do have a Facebook too. Um, I believe it's just Salem Music Studio. I'm trying to exactly remember, but yeah. Yep, correct. It. Yep. Yeah. I w- 
S E um no S E L A H Stela. It's it has Stela. Yep, it has um a few different uh definitions, but one of the definitions is to listen yep. or to pause and then also um to for the instruments to have an interlude. And so that's that's why I chose that. I, I just love the sound of the word Stela, so that's I know it's an unusual name, but I, I just I liked it. Yeah. And all this time, uh, I thought it was maybe box mill name or something. No. <laughs> I do want to mention something, though. You were just saying um, uh, just about, like, giving the gift of, of the music. And so one of my big things is um, my piano teacher was very instrumental in my life. I mean, not just not just for music, but in my life. And she taught me, you know, life lessons, but also she taught me the love of music. So and you know she she hadn't even really yeah she had she didn't even go to I don't think she had gone to college even when she started to teach me lessons but she loved music and that is what she instilled in me and and so and without the love of music I, I wouldn't have went to college or finished it you know so it it was my love that that kept it going and so when I have a student when there is a student that I get to you know be part of their lives. That is the biggest thing to me. If they can leave having this this um, idea or this thought that music is a good thing, and music is helpful, music is is love, and um, so that's that's my biggest thing. Yes, I hope they leave technic, you know, can play technically. I hope that they learn a, a good repertoire that we work through and stuff. But I really hope that they they have this firm idea of music being something that can be shared and loved. Uh, as a family or by themselves. And think about this. Wouldn't it be cool, though, if you uh, teach the next uh, uh, Taylor Swift or Shania Twain? Oh, I, you know, I do think that, you know, sometimes I'll have a student that, you know, moves on or is older or whatever, and then I'll see them, you know, like I'll see them on Trollwood stage or, you know, I'll see them in certain places doing other things. And I just always think, oh, I was there. I was there when when they when they sang, you know, those first couple songs, or they started with that, you know, first song. And and I just love that. I love that. You know, maybe they won't, you know, remember me if they were so young or something. But I I, rem- I remember their sweet face, you know. And um, yeah. And, and would it would it be cool though if uh, you do uh, develop the next uh, uh, Shania Twain River, and then you see him on. Uh, what is it, America's Got Talent, or uh, what are some of those shows, The, sure. the Voice, whatever? Yeah. And then uh, they win the contest, and then all of a sudden you, they get this big uh, million-dollar contract, and then they send you a check saying, thank you, Miss Melissa. <laughs> well, that would be great. That would be awesome. Or, or, they, or they send you backstage passes, one of the two. Oh, okay. yeah. That's I know good. that uh, my uh, teacher, piano teacher, had told me um, – Oh, do you ever do this with your your students? Mm-hmm. Um, the, they'll get you to learn. Uh, it was sheet music, mm-hmm. uh, a piece off of sheet music uh, on the piano, and then when you accomplished it, when you mm-hmm. felt comfortable with it, they would make a recording of it. Oh, you. you know. And then, yeah. uh, after recording it, mm-hmm. and after your performance, mm-hmm. she would play it back to me mm-hmm. so that I could actually hear. Sure. How it felt yeah. to hear it. Yeah. Rather than play it. Right. And um uh I remember one of the ones I don't know, this is an old song mm-hmm. uh, called Jingle Jangle. Okay. And if you ever run across the name of sure. a, a title like that, mm-hmm. that was one of the songs. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> 
she told my mom after I quit piano lessons, mm-hmm. I got into high school, mm-hmm. and this took over. Sure. <laughs> uh, she had said that, uh, uh, I told my mom that uh, of all of these students that she has ever had, mm-hmm. I showed the most promise. Oh. <laughs> See, and I'll tell you what, I, I can second that because you hired me. <laughs> Actually, Dennis doesn't realize this, but I didn't hire him. He basically walked in off of the street and with those puppy dog eyes and said, can you please let me do a show? You and know, of course, uh, I'm not one to really say no. Sure. And, and, Scott, and Scott's like, open up. and Scott hands flanking like, geez, that's all I get. He got a part in my movie. <laughs> So, uh, so Scott, we won't tell we won't tell Ken that I actually sent you a check. Anyway, uh, I'll tell you what, Melissa, you're gonna stick with us. Uh, you're gonna stick with us for the next guest. Sure. Uh, and we're gonna uh, at the end we'll we'll talk. Uh, we'll have you tell about uh, your studio where they can find you everything again. Mm-hmm. But we gotta take a quick little commercial break. We'll be back after these messages and our our third guest. So stick with us. As you know, 89.1 Ken's FM is funded through donations by our listeners and sponsorships from area businesses. If your business would like to sponsor Ken's FM and reach thousands of young adults and college students every day, contact us at 218-585-3067 or at info at kensfm.com. Any one of us can help you get your sponsorship started. We have many packages available to fit your budget. So contact us today at 218-585-3067 or at info at kensfm.com. And thanks for listening to 89.1 Ken's FM. Ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle, the man known by three first names, he is the king of the horror genre. He is Riley Wade Chase. Hey, this is Riley Wade Chase. You're listening to the Attitude Era Monday, live on Mondays, 89.1 Kenza FM, with your host, the icon, and also the modern nightmare, Matthias and the Big Swing. Hey, Riley, how are you? I'm doing well, man. I'm doing well. You know, ebb and flow, but that's life. But uh, most things going very, very well. <laughs> how are you guys? All right, well, here's, well, good. Here's the good news. We got a, we got a full uh, coast of... Uh, Full coast, if whatever. Uh, we have a, a full uh, cast of uh, uh, hosts here. Uh, we got me, and uh, to my right is Scott Hand and uh, Ken, uh, the uh, the machinist Bart, and we have uh, Melissa, the voice Martinson, with us. And uh, since we're doing three names here, I'm uh, Scott T. Icon. And, uh, of course, the T stands for the. Anyway, so uh, yeah. here's what we're going to do this, Riley. I'm going to ask you a few questions. Then we'll do a roundtable. Right then we'll on. come back to me and I'll ask you the tougher questions. But first off, give us a background about yourself. Then we'll uh, have some fun. Uh, yeah, so um, I'm pretty much a lifelong artist or at least getting in trouble for doodling in class um, growing up. And, um, but I've been a tattoo artist for about 14, going on 15 years now, actually. And, um kind of um, broke out into some other things about a year ago, year and a half ago. I think I did my first audition, started really running at acting. I got a lead role on my first uh, audition, and then it kind of just opened up a lot more doors pretty quickly. Um, started doing some stuff out of state. Been to L.A. a couple times, uh, Vegas, um, 
just got one of my first uh, big lead roles. I'll be going back to Vegas, actually, with Sean C. Phillips. Um, I got to work with the Mahal Brothers out in L.A. recently for a pirate film. Um, so, yeah, it's just been going really fast and and uh, fun, and that's kind of what I like doing. And um, Yeah, kind of uh, – well, you know, I'm a big proponent in uh, mental health and stuff like that, and I started Cherry over the past couple of years, um, an art chair, uh, collective. Um, and uh, I got some relief from some of my symptoms probably about five years ago. So I kind of just said, you know, I'm just going to run at everything that I might have put off um, just from like agoraphobia and panic disorder and stuff like that, and uh, really just kind of really enjoy my life and you know try to make some things happen for my family and myself and yeah, just been running at it, man. Awesome, and uh, we're gonna talk about a few of your projects, and then uh, we'll uh, do a roundtable, and then we'll come back to me. Like I said, uh, you uh, a couple yeah. of uh, cool movies like uh, one that could have been about me, Dreams of a Star. Uh, you did Virus, uh, The Good Canvas, uh, Stoner Snakes. I can't wait to talk about that one. Uh, Dra- uh, Dracula Revamps, and uh, I hope I got the uh, afflictions in there. Bullet Brothers and Blood, uh, that's in uh, post-production. Uh, Night of the Prowlers in pre-production. Cursed Waters, post-production. Nightmare Unleashed, Two Ravens Return, pre-production. Uh, the Farmhouse Murders, in production. Desert Themes, post-production. Pay to Die, post-production. How do you keep all this straight? Um, you know, I don't. <laughs> um, you know, a, lot of, a lot of those ones, too, are like, um, you know, people I meet on set of other movies, and they start making their own films, and they kind of just like, hey, I'm coming by the shop for this, or, uh, hey, will you uh, call in for, you know, so a couple of them were, um, you know, like Stoner Snakes. That's my buddy Matthew, Mark Hunter. He uh, put me, he cast me as, as a Zelda vampire in his feature film. And, um, you know, right after I got cast to that, I didn't, you know, we didn't do that till you know, maybe a few months ago. Um, but since then, I was already out in, uh, you know, L.A. and Vegas and stuff. And it kind of just, because then you started putting me all these little silly shorts he likes to do. Um, so then it, you know, it helped get me some, some stuff on camera and, uh, led to bigger things. And then I finally did, I think by the time I did his feature, I already did like four other features films, a couple out of state, um, and maybe even a couple local features before we actually got to the first thing I ever auditioned to. Um, but yeah, he's a, he's a good bud of mine and, uh, we became good friends and anytime he's like, Hey, I'm going to film this uh, you know, puppet uh, short uh, where they're you know smoking weed, and uh, he's like, and like I didn't even. He's like, I was like, did you write me any lines? He's like, nope. I'm like, all right, cool, and just jump on camera for him and stuff. But he likes a lot of the Tromo stuff. But I mean, his his, uh, his feature is gonna be really cool. It's a really fun character, and then um, he likes that Tromo style, so he'll do like little silly shorts in between and stuff like that. Uh, Riley Wade Chaser, our guest here, we're on 89.1 Ken's FM, and we got about uh, 30 minutes here with our buddy. Uh, now, so it sounds like, in a way, you're kind of like me. Uh, when, uh, when, when one of your buddies wants to make a movie that uh, needs to make a million dollars, they just put your name associated with the project, project. That's what works, right? That always happens to me. Exactly. <laughs> So, uh, so anyway, I'm going to introduce you, introduce you to uh, our, my first co-host. His name is Scott Hen. Now, he's an independent uh, film director, and he's got a great blockbuster movie coming out that he's going to start filming in March called The Black Tent, uh, which I happen to be part of, and I'm very, very happy about this. Uh, so, uh, Scott, what do you got for our guest? Go ahead. Riley Wade Chase. Go ahead. Very good. Hi, Riley. Uh, let me ask hey, you, how are you two questions. 
Good. Mm-hmm. Uh, two questions for you. One, when you're going to do a movie, do you have anything specific that you look for in a role? Um, that would really be oh. like my, my main question. Yeah. Um, yeah, if I, if, if I get to, like, look at the characters and stuff and, you know, kind of choose where I'm going, um, I really like – I guess the first thing I, I look at is, is like what the description is. And I, and I try to think is like, is there some good character arc here or is there some, something that I could do with this guy to where it really make him um, stand out or different. So like, I'm always looking for like, you know, I don't, I guess I don't really care if I'm always like a hero or a bad guy or an anti-hero or stuff like that. Like I like, I like being able to bounce around, but like, um, like recently I got uh, a lead role as a cult leader and I was like, well, there we go. Cause you know, he's going to have his sermons and then he's going to have his breakdown where he's punching the mirror. And then he's going to have how he's interacting in small groups with this cult, maybe someone who's not in the cult yet. Um, things like that to where it's like, you, you can really feel like sometimes you can even break these guys down with just like facial tics and, and little, you know, letting little things out and, and we know when they don't mean to and stuff. Um, so that, that type of stuff is uh, really kind of calls to me, um, you know, and just really if, if it, like if they got a good story there, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to try to figure out fit in where I, where I get in or get in when I fit where I fit in. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, I don't really matter. Like, I, I really love horror. Obviously, big fan of horror. Um, but I, I love comedy as well. So sometimes I get to do horror comedy. So it's that's, that's real good. Um, but yeah, just I guess, you know, you just you just want somewhere where you can be a little bit more three dimensional. I guess I'm I'm always looking for that. So you're looking to be like more diversified, like you know, very versatile in different roles. Is that what you mean? Yeah. Yeah, you know, and I, I think that comes out in a lot of other areas of my life, too, because, like, um, even when I tattoo, my favorite thing to do is because I have multiple specialties. I like to do mashup styles and stuff like that. So I definitely like to show, show more than one side to a character. Um, and I think that trans, I think it's always been throughout my life because, like, um, I was good at a lot of different stuff, or at least mediocre, because um, I, I was, like, an MMA fighter, and then I, you know, was a skateboarder, and then, you know, I got into art and drawing. I also like performing music and so as and uh, you know I didn't always see all that stuff through till I found tattooing and I really focused on that um and painting and stuff um but now I think what what that was leading me to was just having like a decent resume for acting just cuz I can do a lot of different stuff decently um it kind of looks better on the act on the acting resume <laughs> if anything oh, yeah. yeah yeah it's all form of art you know, so I mean, it's yeah, it's always interesting. You yeah. Know? So like, so no, you like to you know look for different roles that way to make yourself a little more versatile. What about what about different like independent filmmakers? All do you like to just work with a certain group of people? Do you like to you know collaborate with different people? How how do you like? What's your thought on that? Um. Yeah. That's that's like my favorite thing is like I I uh I love I just want to meet more people and work with new new people and get to be on set with and you know just meet and talk and and network they like that like i guess i was like worried about the networking and stuff but if you're just like a decent human and are nice enough to people people don't care you if you got little social tics or whatever um as long as you're not and then it kind of just is natural but like i just love working with creatives and um getting different looks and trying to learn all i can on different sets and um, you know, as long as they're, they're good people and stuff like that, I, you know, I want to work with you. Um, you know, if you're a creative type, even, you know, better. Um, but yeah, like I, I, uh, I mean, I, I have like a, 
some some core friends and stuff that I made out here locally and stuff, and I like really like working with them. What's cool out here is I try to be part of that too. Is just you know my charity is like a networking charity as well. So it's like I'm I'm trying to get more of them to work on each other's stuff and. Um, and that's what's been real cool. You'll meet somebody on, you know, one person set, and you're just like talking to them and hanging out, and then you find out like, oh, they're also a director, and they they have a feature coming out, and then you get to audition for them and stuff, and it's like, hey, it was kind of good that you were nice to that person, and you didn't know, you know, and then now next thing you know, you're getting cast in in their thing because they they saw that you had the chops, I guess, and but they also remember that you were a good human. So yeah, I guess it kind of just works naturally. Uh, yeah. Riley Wade Case, I guess you're on. Yeah, we're on 89.1 Kids FM. We've got about 24 minutes. Uh, yeah, I'll tell you what. This would be awesome, Scott. You and Riley working together on a project. That would be awesome if you two could get together. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's very possible, yeah. I'm, and, I'm so uh, down, man. And uh, you know what's interesting? I didn't say me in that sentence. You noticed that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we know. Yeah, sure. I, I, I'll, 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 I'll All right. So, uh, Riley Wade Chase, I guess you're on 89.1 Kids FM. I'll tell you what. Let's uh, go to uh, we'll we'll, uh, we'll go to Melissa, who's on my left, and then we'll go to Ken on my right. So, uh, uh, Melissa Martinson, what do you have for our guest, Riley Wade Chase? Go ahead. Okay. Can you tell us more about your charity and uh, your concern in mental health that you were talking about? Yeah. Um, so, um, like I was, I was diagnosed with bipolar, uh, disorder, uh, pretty early on, um, and also high functioning autism. Um, so while I, um, you know, certain things come very easy to me, there are a couple of things that, um, were very much learned skills, I guess. And, you know, Mm -hmm. I wasn't diagnosed with that until I was in like early adulthood. Um, Mm -hmm. but you know, normally one thing leads to another. Um, so after some, you know, like uh, situations and stuff through life, um, you know, you kind of get, you know, bad anxiety or even, you know, you start getting panic attacks. So then you don't like going out places or whatever. And like, um, yeah, there's times in my life where I would be on and off selectively mute. And, um, sure. you know, mm-hmm. that's not always great for someone who's kind of an introvert, extrovert, like I'm naturally a performer. Um, so then mm-hmm. I got some leaf and, uh, started, you know, doing stuff, I guess, that would scare the normal person often, mm-hmm. and it makes my mm-hmm. normal days just kind of okay, you know, and uh, so it's kind of just like immersion therapy, I guess. Um, so mm-hmm. then I just, you know, I was painting a lot, and I always used tattooing to kind of help me, like, and, you know, built my own little world, always talking to clients, like, you know, it was, it was nice, but then I, I started trying to up it, and then I was realizing that if this helps me so much, um, this could mm-hmm. probably help a lot of other people. If you're just kind of immersing yourself in art and, you know, mm-hmm. putting good people around you with similar problems, um, you kind of lean on each other. So then sure. um, Art Addicts Anonymous was born. Um, oh, it, wow. We actually were the, the Artists Against Addiction, but I think there was a name dispute um, with a small organization that wasn't really doing us. Well, we didn't want to – we just were like, hey, we'll just change – we'll keep AAA and just go by Art Addicts Anonymous. Um, so okay. we're just a small little group. And by by art, do you mean uh, like uh, other artists, like musicians, and or or just painting or yeah, drawing or touching so, or what? Yeah. So really, anything. Um, what we did was, I went from a 900 square foot little hallway tattoo shop, and then we moved to the big location in our plaza. It's 3,600 mm-hmm. square feet, so there's a oh. big main hall. Um, we built a stage for live music. Um, we have a little photography studio. 
Um, we have mm-hmm. an art studio space in the back, and we do seminars and stuff, different kinds of classes, wow, even epoxy pouring cool. classes. And um, yeah, and oh. we're actually, I was about to build out the music and podcast studio as well. So we could score mm-hmm. movies and do podcasts. And if anyone you know wants to talk about mental illness or addiction or just comedy or horror, you know, or whatever, um, we'd be able to score movies, uh, record bands in there. Um, and then film, you know, shoot the video right all in the shop. So we're up to like I think nine little movies in the in the studio right now. Um, wow. You have some of those shorts that he mentioned we filmed there. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, we kind of just try to be like a little bit more of like a community based now. And you know, um, we throw uh, art shows often. We're a full on art gallery. Um, so really anything that someone if someone's interested in modeling and you know, especially with a charity too. Um, sometimes. With addiction and mental health, you're coming out of a, a bad relationship, PTSD, not feeling good about it. I mean, you know, they could come out here and, like, my front-end girl, um, she was a published model within six months and was off of uh, hard drugs about a month before she met me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, you can meet someone like this and, you know, maybe get photos and that could help confidence. And so really any what type about, of art we um, wanted those, to have this facilities for. What about those who are in art that have a performance anxiety? Is there, um, what about, Yes. I don't know, yeah. So that's that's all of us. <laughs> like everybody, uh-huh, in the, sure. even when they're in a group chat, yeah. you can see that they're um, nervous mm-hmm. sometimes even just texting. And, um, you know, we, mm-hmm. we kind of made this uh, big group chat that kind of like turned into wildfire and stuff. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, people lean on each other there. They kind of use it like therapy or AA, but they also share their mm-hmm. art. And sometimes I'm trying to set, tell, get them to share art on the Facebook page and they just are kind of sharing in the group chat amongst each other mm-hmm. um, and you, you, sometimes you can see that they're a little uh, in, like or shy or embarrassed and it's sure. crazy some of the people that they are because like some of them are bouncers and stuff and you know and they, uh, they're they all, always taught, like intimidated to show their stuff to some of the other artists and we're like but it's amazing stuff so we're like dude you gotta mm-hmm. you gotta um, believe in yourself a little but bit more you're, you're talented you know yeah, yeah. Uh, Ryan McGuire, Chase, so, I guess you're um, on yeah. 8.177. Uh, now, uh, we're going to introduce you to our other co-host. His name is Ken. Now, now Ken, in, in a way, you're kind of an artist because I don't think there's anybody that can wire up anything as beautifully as you can. So what do you got for a guess? Go ahead. <laughs> I, uh, I don't have the ego that Icon has, but uh, I do have to say that over 50 years, you learn a lot, mm-hmm. and then if you're smart, you retain those mm-hmm. uh, uh, those examples, and you use that to get where you want to go, and that's really what yeah. led me. But uh, at the station here, uh, we do a lot. Uh, I was listening to you talking with Melissa. We do a lot of the same stuff here. Um, obviously, we focus on new music, mm-hmm. and then we do very dominantly uh, support local artists and musicians. Uh, we open our airwaves up to anybody that wants to come down and play live. Uh, we set them up right there here you in go. the studio. And, uh, Which is why his neighbors love him. Very nice, man. That was only when I stopped over. Okay, I got it. All right. <laughs> but no, that's, See, that's uh, one uh, thing to just do it, but to share it. That's good. And uh, uh, it's, uh, it's a wide-open, free venue. People get to come down, play their music for their friends, for their peers, and for anybody that can want to listen. And I get many See, that's reports awesome. uh, from people that say that it's uh, so cool that a local radio station mm-hmm. will take the time 
to uh, set up and, uh, uh, you know, mix a performance. Mm-hmm. And then we record it, and then we give them a copy of it mm-hmm. to do whatever they want to. So it doesn't cost anything to do any of this. All it does is it connects us to the community. Mm-hmm. And hopefully uh, yeah. that will come back in support. That's, um, that's, that's awesome, uh, man. And uh, I've heard from so many artists and musicians that it is so tough to break through. Uh, I can mm-hmm. remember listening to music in the 60s, and uh, you would have these huge acts like Neil Diamond mm-hmm. or Neil Sedaka or, you know, not just the Beatles and the Rolling Stones, sure. mm-hmm. other acts. And you would say, how do you get to be famous like that? Yeah. And everybody that I've ever talked to has always said, it's a crapshoot. That's uh, who you know, luck. right? It's who you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, the idea here is that you guys are doing a lot of the same thing about exposing talent mm-hmm. and getting it yeah. out there. And I think that's wonderful. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, it's, it's one thing to do it, but you got you got to give opportunities out there. You know, I feel like you should always try to leave this place a little better than you found it, um, and that's you know through people. You know. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, you know, I'll tell you what. If anybody is 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 bent, and now, now Ken, don't uh, you think I'm saying this because because my contract's up for renewal? But uh, if there's anybody that's, that that blossoms when it comes to giving opportunity. Ken is the guy that I'm looking at. He gives opportunity like you would not believe. He reeks of giving opportunity. I mean, look, look at me. I've been here for I've been here for two and a half years, hoping to get that uh, lifetime contract. We'll talk about that after Christmas. But anyway, uh, uh, Ken, I'm going to ask you. Yeah, Ken, what is your favorite kind of music? Rock and roll, my baby. Rock and roll. There you I'm go. What's yours? Oh, I cannot say. It's too many. I, I've honestly, yeah, it's it's way too many. Yeah. Uh, Scott, what's, I'm with what's you. Your... I tra- transcend. <laughs> I, uh, uh, obviously, growing up, I got exposed to a lot of different sure. music, mm-hmm. and it all stuck. And mm-hmm. of course, like I said, my mom was uh, a big part of that. Mm-hmm. But uh, it, that kid, at uh, what nine years old or whatever, mm-hmm. eleven years old. With that six transistor radio, what I listened to was rock and roll, mm-hmm. and that has always stuck with me. Sure. The, you know, uh, the polished product that uh, recording studios were able to come out with back in the 60s, that just grabbed me like a man. Yeah, it's amazing. And it always, mm-hmm. uh, always stuck mm-hmm. with me. Mm-hmm. So you hear the local bands that come through the studio here, and you're always having to compare them mm-hmm. to something. And so that's what I always go back on. Mm-hmm. And my favorite bands are the ones that have practiced, sound polished, and have put together songs that fit them well. Mm-hmm. And there's nice. nothing like that. And uh, we've got recordings of a number of the bands that have played live down here that we play over the air. And it's unbelievable mm-hmm. sound that some of these guys can create mm-hmm. down here. And... Uh, when you combine talent and then with a little experience in mixing, I've been doing it for 20 years now, 22, 23. Uh-huh. Started in about 2000 hmm. uh, recording bands. Sure. And so I've nice. had, you know, 20 plus years to be able to make things work. Mm-hmm. And uh, it has really paid off. Um, 
these nice. bands uh, that we record down here, uh, they have a phenomenal sound. Hmm. Even just your acoustic acts. Uh, this last fundraiser mm-hmm. we had, we had uh, probably yeah. half a dozen different just acoustic acts mm-hmm. come in, husband and wife. Uh, the guy was, uh, we had a guy, husband and wife with... Uh, I had a fixed transistor when I was a kid. <laughs> Under my pillow, <laughs> I kept the lights went out and no one could see. Well, thank you very Over much. Over the airway, the world well, that was, that was a song written about Ken, actually. He doesn't know it yet, but it was dedicated to him. <laughs> that was great. Was, uh, the, the, uh, That's awesome. Uh, good to hear you do the fundraisers and stuff, too. And, uh, uh, you know, good enough equipment to do the band justice. Uh, it's amazing what you can get out of that. Hmm. And it sounds really good. Mm-hmm. And not only does it obviously sound good for the station, but it's good for the people that are recording it mm-hmm. because they now have a product they can be proud of. Yeah. And, right. you know, like, and every single band that has been down here has a phenomenal time. Hmm. I believe it. So, yeah, it's a fun yeah, we're, 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 we're not very. Now, structured. where are you located? We're located in Fargo. Okay. That would be, that would Come be on, North Cleveland, Dakota. Uh, Right. So my uh, guitarist went to Florida, uh, but he should be coming back because we had uh, some originals we needed to record, but he ended up leaving, going back to his Amber Heard situation, actually. Then he went to Florida to get away from it. <laughs> but he should be coming back to Cleveland. And uh, we, we actually need to – I want to record some of these originals because um, some of the movies that I was in, they'll actually probably put the put in, it, uh, in and I, I think we have one uh, banger, as they call it, as the young kids call it. Um, <laughs> but uh, we're very um, kind of like – very 90s influenced uh, overtones and probably like a lot of like 60s and like uh, folk punk kind of undertones. So like we kind of, a lot of like the live versions we did, we kind of did like remakes, uh, not so much covers, like just so we sound like how we we would sound and yet people can dance dance and sing along and stuff. So we did a lot of like Beatles and 60s songs and, you know, some stuff from the 90s and then a lot of folk punk stuff that's like newer that sounds old, I guess. So we got like a kind of like the blues and folk punk and psychedelic undertones, but like kind of nineties on steroids, kind of alternative, I guess, overtones. So we just kind of pump it up a little bit. Uh, Riley Ray Chase, our guest here. We got about uh, ten minutes here with Riley, and we're on eighty-nine point one Ken's FM. So uh, go ahead. Yeah. The uh, uh, if you're interested in hearing uh, some of the products mm-hmm. that sure. you've been able to do down here, up on Facebook. Um, if you go okay. to Ken's FM 991, um, that's our uh, little page, mm-hmm. and uh, in there you should see uh, videos, and there are, okay. should be a list of some of the live performances that took place, and if you find one with a mm-hmm. full band, you'll be able to kind of hear uh, what our system sounds like and what kind of sound and, you and what was that? Of. What was that Facebook page again? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Ken's FM 89.1. Ken's FM. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. Awesome. And, uh, one yeah, thing, I'll have uh, to Ken, link with you and send you maybe a live performance we did, see if we have our original, see what you think of it. Yeah, please do. Uh, are you from Cleveland? Or? Yeah, born and raised Cleveland. Awesome. Stuck in Ohio. Awesome. <laughs> um, 
there is uh, there used to be a radio station out in Ohio, in Cincinnati. Uh, WKRP? No, we're not talking about <laughs> WKRP. Okay, all right. Uh, we're talking a uh, very similar. Uh, we kind of based our station around that, and uh, it's WOXY, and uh, the future okay. rock and roll. And they were out of Cleveland, Ohio, uh, Cincinnati, Ohio. <laughs> they got sold and got caught up in the big corporate buyout mm-hmm. when all corporate radio mm-hmm. turned to crap. And uh, right. uh, unfortunately, we lost them, but they did a lot of what we're doing, and we've even stolen some stuff from them. They used to <laughs> really, really, uh, uh, they yeah. used to really. Well, that's be, the best uh, form of flattery, you know. <laughs> they used to really support local artists and musicians, and uh, they would call it homegrown rock and roll. Okay. And that's what we do. Yeah. There you go. You know, one thing I do want to pitch, uh, Ken, I know it's still in the developmental stage, but uh, as everybody knows, uh, February uh, 4th, 1959, are you guys familiar with that date? I think I know. 1959. Is that uh, Birds that of was- Rock and Roll, Cleveland, Ohio? Yeah, that's when uh, Buddy Holly and uh, J.P. Richardson yeah. and Reggie Bounds, they were killed in a plane uh, crash on the way sure, to Falcon, yeah. North Dakota. Uh, uh, yeah. I'm, uh, me and Ken are working on a little deal here uh, to do a to commemorate. It's been 65 years since we lost those three artists. And, uh, uh, Ken, if we can get, the, uh, get this together, we've been talking about it, uh, do a little tribute show uh, to 65 years of the day the music died. Now, they call it the day the music died, but technically it's actually the day the music exploded. Because more people started listening to them that time than ever before. Well, it was that day yeah. when uh, Fargo's own Bobby V actually got his exposure. Because, because he, he was, was supposed to be the, there, right? He yep. was one yeah. of the bands mm-hmm. that were going to be on the stage that night. Mm-hmm. Bobby V in the shadows. Yep, and I don't remember who it was that had to get up on the stage. Hmm and say that uh, Buddy Holly won't be here tonight. Mm. It was a, a tragic uh, uh, playing crash. Mm. I, I believe it was uh, Waylon Jennings that did that. He did? I believe so. That, I, I, I don't have that information. Mm. But uh, we've got some uh, Bobby V tunes in the uh, playlist there on the right. Uh, if you can call it up in uh, in uh, alphabetical order there. Uh-huh. Um, Susie Baby was his first song, hmm. and I think he, uh, that was one of the songs he played that night. Yeah, the, the three songs that he played were Susie Baby, uh, Rubber Ball. Rubber Ball was the big one, hmm. I remember. And Take Good Care of My Baby. Yep. And, uh, and they should all be in there. Yeah, and then Come Back When You Grow Up Girl was another big one. Yeah, that was from, like, 1967. Yeah, and, and uh, not that anybody cares, but I actually met uh, Bobby V here a couple times. As a matter of fact, uh, oh, his, nice. sons, his sons have been on our show, um, and uh, uh, Robbie V and Bobby V Jr. And, uh, you know, uh, real quick here, uh, uh, Bobby V Jr. Uh, plays guitar, uh, not guitar, plays drums. And uh, I remember when his uh, dad was on stage, he told us how uh, – Happy his uh, his parents were when the drummer finally leaves the house. I, I thought that was a great story. <laughs> yeah. right. So anyway, uh, let's get back to this here. So uh, yeah, so uh, 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 February fourth is when we're planning on doing that. Do you think we can get that done, Kim? Well, we can try. All right. 
And uh, I promise it'll be the only time I ever invade your show. I promise. Well, for those that you want to know, our show is late at night, so uh, we'll have to be feeding him a lot of caffeine. Right. It's usually past my bedtime, you know. But anyway, we'll, we'll make that work. Uh, Riley, we chasing our guests here. So uh, we can do this here, Riley. If our fans want to check you out, you got a Facebook, an Instagram, YouTube, a Twitter, a Twitch, a TikTok. What do you got? Yes. Got all that stuff. So Facebook is uh, what I use most, especially for messages and stuff like that. I promote a lot on there. Um, it's Riley Wade Chase on Facebook. Um, Instagram and TikTok is Riley Chase Tattoos. Um, yeah, and you can find pretty much all over there. Um, yeah, yeah. Got uh, got some stuff coming down the pike here. Um, I'll be doing Skate uh, Skate to Hell with Sean C. Phillips. I have a lead role in that. Um, Pay to Die was the first one I did with him. And then uh, Desert Fiends. Um, so yeah, you can check out uh, those. I think uh, some trailers are out for those. Um, Cursed Waters with the Hall Brothers, um, and then I got a bunch of local people too. I do want to shout out? Um, yeah, it's a uh, it's been fun, man. It's been a lot of fun. I definitely enjoy the performing aspect of it, and um, I think it, some of this stuff too is um, with artists and stuff. I feel like a lot of them can transcend mediums pretty easily. Um, so it's been pretty good re- reception uh, to getting into this stuff, and um, yeah, just uh, enjoying the ride. And uh, uh, for those of you who listen to our show on a regular basis, if you go to our Facebook page, Attitude Era Monday Live Monday, like that. Uh, go to Ken's 89.1 FM page on Facebook, like that. Do a $10 a month donation to Power of the Tower. We'll get you automatically qualified to win an autographed picture from past guests, current guests, or future guests. And uh, I do believe, Riley, you already sent us some, or you're going to be sending us some, I do believe. Um, yeah, I think I sent some a while back for you. Yep, gotcha. All right, perfect. Well, I'll tell you what, we, we got about uh, 60 seconds here with you, Riley. You have been awesome, man. And, I uh, and uh, you know, we actually booked you on the show Ten months ago, and yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, it, it was <laughs> yeah, awesome. And uh, <laughs> yeah, you're, and your awesomeness in ten months has not wore off. It's actually gotten bigger. So I appreciate everything that you I do for us, it. and thank you for taking time out of your schedule. And by the way, I do want to apologize for our producer for sending you all those messages telling you to call in five hours, three or whatever it was. <laughs> I got to talk oh, no, about that. That, I that was very actually. helpful, actually, today. That was very helpful, awesome. especially with the, the time change. I, I wasn't sure what time zone you guys were in. <laughs> yeah. But, um, well, yeah, uh, no, it's, uh, it, thank you so much for having me on. You guys are all great. Uh, and I will uh, try to link with you guys, make sure I'm following all you guys, and uh, hopefully we can do something in the future. That's, that's oh, awesome. Uh, Riley, you would call it helpful. Others would call it annoying. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Riley. You're awesome. Appreciate you, well, buddy. Thank you. Appreciate you guys. You have a good night. Okay, well, we got about uh, 10 minutes left in the show. So, uh, Melissa, let's go ahead uh, real quick here and uh, how uh, uh, our fans can find you here in Fargo, the River City. Sure. Uh, my website, SalemMusicStudio.com, and my Instagram, uh, Salem Music Studio FM, and my Facebook page, Salem Music Studio. And uh, for those of you who don't know, that's Sweet Melissa playing in the background right now. <laughs> well, not quite. Well, no, that's the name of the song. It's called Sweet Melissa. Oh, yes. I got it. I got it. By the Allman Brothers, uh, <laughs> you know, because uh, Ken told me to quit playing the song about me, so I, I, I had to do that, so I, I'm finding other things. Okay. So, uh, hey, Ken, uh, how you doing, man? Good to have you with us. Uh, you had a little road trip, I guess? 
Well, I've been busy doing my other job. All right. And uh, that's being like uh, Fargo's MacGyver. Yeah, it uh, helps facilitate this little organization. But uh, yeah, I just uh, got back in time uh, from that, uh, trying to get uh, things working. Obviously, being a tech, uh, I do a lot of repair work. And that's what I was doing. And uh, uh, the good news is, uh, uh, Ken, as you know, uh, you, myself, and Matthias in March or April are going to be making a little road trip uh, to see Scotty Hand uh, to be a part of his movie. Well, that'll be cool. Uh, I, I guess they're going to have you play the uh, the big ticket taker. That was your own idea. That was. <laughs> Come on down. See him. Take him in right now. Leave your tomatoes and eggs at home. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> we got about uh, seven minutes left of the show. Uh, uh, Scott, you're going to be here with us next week, right? Yes, I will be. All right. And I want to let everybody know who we got coming up. And, uh, Melissa, I'll tell you what, you have been great as a fill-in. You have been awesome. We love you. Uh, but don't go away yet. we got about uh, six minutes left. Uh, next week we got a big show. You guys, uh, have you guys ever heard of Donnie Most? <laughs> no. Yeah. Uh, have you guys ever heard of Ralph Mel from Happy Days? Of course. I used to watch Happy Days all the time. Da, 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 yeah. Same here. Donnie Most from Happy Days. He played Ralph Ralph on Happy Days. He's going to be on our show next week. Cool. Oh, that's going to be awesome. And uh, in uh, two weeks, guess who's going to be here on December 4th before he starts making all the toys for the little ones? Santa Claus is going to be on the show right here uh, in two weeks on December 4th. And wow. I'm really happy about this one. December 18th, uh, does anybody know who Carolyn Grimes is? Can't say that I do. Does any has anybody ever heard of Zuzu? Oh yes, from It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah, Zuzu, <gasps> ah! the little girl, oh, the little girl from Wonder from It's a Wonderful Life is going to be here. Oh, I love that show. Wow. I love that. Uh, at nine fifteen Central Time on December eighteenth, Zuzu and her pedals are going to be right here on this show. Wow. Uh, wow. And then we have no show on December 25th. Uh, Ken, are you going to be playing Christmas music that day? I think we'll have some specials going on. All right. Uh, I've been kind of working with uh, uh, John John Pike, uh, who's our uh, resident uh, musicologist for Christmas, and uh, he always comes up with a lot of good stuff. Uh, in the past, it's always been, you know, kind of like uh, uh, a special uh, addition of music. Um, I think the last couple of years it's been uh, kind of like a classical Christmas. No, last year it was all pipe organ. Oh, wow. Right, right. Um, I was able to abscond uh, uh, a number of uh, holiday recordings on uh, very well-known uh, cathedral pipe organs. Wow. And we put them all together in mm -hmm. like a three-hour or five-hour show, hmm. and we ran it uh, over uh, uh, the Christmas holiday there. 
believe one was on Christmas Eve, and then we ran it again hmm. on Christmas Day. And, Melissa, could you play the organ? Is the kind of like playing the piano, or is it completely different? Well, uh, you, you know, I grew up in a small town, and so it's like uh, if I was going to play the piano at my church, I had to play the organ, too. So I, I don't know if I, I had yeah any formal training on the organ, but I, I did the best I could with what I had. <laughs> Well, you know, also, now I'll let everybody know, uh, uh, we, like I said, we're not going to be on here on December 25th. We don't want to deprive people of Christmas music. And if uh, North Dakota State, uh, they drew the worst seed ever uh, this year for the playoffs, uh, if they are in uh, the championship game or if Ohio State makes the national championship, we will also not have a show on January the 8th because I will be in Frisco, Texas, with the Bison uh, as we go for another national championship. So we're not going to have a show January 8th if one of those teams are in the championship game. So just let everybody know right hand. Uh, we'll probably like play like, uh, well, even though I would I admit, Ken, uh, I haven't exactly been up on my editing skills when it comes to having our old shows play. And I do apologize for that. Ain't that the truth? <laughs> but maybe maybe we'll just have maybe we'll just replay this show because it's been so good. Well, it's been a lot of fun there. <laughs> I love it. Uh, so uh, yeah, I'll tell you what I uh, I want to tell you guys real quick. You know, Ken, and you probably think I'm just saying this, but I'll tell you what you have brought a lot of joy to my life, and I'm going to continue this. And uh, I hope that reciprocates. I uh, understand if you don't feel the same way because when it comes to me, no one else does. Uh, you can ask. You can ask members. Scott, you're beating yourself up too much. Yeah, well, hey, look, my theme song is "Here's My Number, Call Me Maybe." <laughs> uh, uh, okay. Um, the key word there is maybe. <laughs> right. Or uh, another one of my theme songs used to be when I weighed 420 pounds. I'm all about the bass, no trouble. <laughs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> Steve, keep going. You keep beating yourself up. So we got uh, we got about uh, well we got about uh, two minutes here before our uh, theme song plays. But I'll tell you what, Melissa, you are, you've been a great villain guest. You've been awesome. Now, uh, Ken, is she not the uh, probably the best looking uh, co-host that I've ever brought down here? I, I would have to say that um, <laughs> when you compare uh, uh, your usual guest, uh, my cat. <laughs> I'm better looking than a cat. I'm so excited. <laughs> you know, uh, real quick here, I got comparing you. Kidding. Yeah, yeah, real, real quick here, I got, I got to tell a story. Although I have to say, some of the re- wrestling uh, uh, chicks that he has uh, had on the air, he showed me, and uh, some of them would be uh, would grace the uh, walls of this. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, I'll tell you what, we got about uh, 60 seconds, uh, so uh, just remember, everybody, uh, it's uh, not goodbye, it's just goodnight, and uh, join us every Monday night here on 89.1 Kens FM, 9 p.m. to 11 p.m. Central Center Time, and always remember, be safe, love each other, care for each other, come back safe, eat a lot of turkey Thursday, because I'll be doing that And with that being said, we are out of here for another week. We will see you all next week. Join us next week for more fun and more games. You think you know me?
Thank <laughs> you.